Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. So we shall begin. I'm going to start sharing my screen just to give you some content for us to then experience and talk about. So this is that book I was showing you. I'm going to get into slideshow form, and there we are, Five Levels of Attachment. And we are in part three, in which we're, we're going to be uh, talking about this fourth level. But let me do a little review for this, folks who may be the first time you're here. What he's talking about are levels of consciousness. It's sort of what's, what's your belief system, what filter are you seeing life through? And there are many different models like this, and Ruiz has, has developed one based on the Toltec wisdom tradition. Toltec is one of the indigenous people of Mexico, and they have a beautiful, long, 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 many-century tradition of which Don Miguel Ruiz has been apprenticed. His father is a teacher of it as well, and, and Don Miguel has been in an apprenticeship through his grandmother and his father since age 14. So, so it's, a, it's a wonderful spiritual system. So here are five levels of consciousness that he wants to help us to, uh, understand because it helps us understand what's going on in our own life. And he uses the analogy of soccer games. So as if you were you were had a team that you rooted for. But as I go on, you're going to see that this soccer team analogy is really for any belief system and any labeling that we put on ourselves as I am this kind of person. So the the level one is a something he's calling the authentic self. And in this sense, Again, we're using the game as a metaphor. So you enjoy watching the soccer game just for what it is. And and you enjoy it and it's fun, but you're not really personally engaged in it. You're just watching and enjoying a game. Just like if you'd watched a theater show or a movie, you know it's entertainment. You're not actually living the life in the movie. But as soon as I, the referee, the coach, blows the ending whistles, and no matter who won or who lose, you go on with your life. So this is what he's saying. This is kind of the authentic observer self. And now we're... Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back so that I can get back to where I was before. Okay. So what happens is with each level... You get more and more attached to this is the way life has to be. So at the second level, it's called preference. And here you've picked a team that you're rooting for. And, and you're, you're kind of invested in the game now. But, but you're not, it's not your identity. It's not, uh, win, it's not life or death to you. It's just, again, you're going to root for the red team because uh, it makes it more fun to watch a team. By the time we get to the third level called identity, you are becoming more and more committed to that team or that belief system in life. Um, but you can still talk to other people who are on other teams, meaning you can still talk to other people and have deep conversations with somebody who doesn't believe exactly like you do, but you can talk about the game together. 
However, as you get more and more deeply into this, and level four is internalization, you become more and more woven tightly with an identity of that belief system. This is who I am. I'm a Seahawks fan. <laughs> so, and the team's performance somehow is beginning to affect your self-worth. And, and you start to see the people who aren't CS fans as somehow different from you. And then finally, this is the extreme level where you're actually in worship mode of your belief system or your team or your side of the argument. And anybody who doesn't believe what you believe is your enemy. Uh, and that you would actually be willing to die for your belief system. So this is the container or the structure he's building. He says most of us are in level three or level four. And tonight I'm going to talk in more detail about level four, where your belief system is starting to impact your sense of self-worth. So here this is, what is internalization? When we're in this level of understanding the world, we develop some kind of identity as the standard. This is what a good person is. And let's just use, because he uses it in the book, let's just say, I'm a vegetarian. Vegetarians don't eat beef. So if I sometime desire to eat a hamburger, I begin to reject myself because I haven't 100% been able to match the belief system I've said is that's the standard. So we set conditions that measure our acceptance or our rejection of ourself or others. And then we develop a personality or a mask um, of that identity. I'm a vegetarian and this is what I believe and this is what I eat. And he's making the point that this has this because uh, we, we pick this way of being because we think we have to be a certain way in order to be loved. And that love does not just happen. You have to earn love. And you earn love by behaving in this standard that you've developed. The, the problem with having to earn conditional love is that somebody is judging. You know, you're judging yourself or you're judging others and or you're the victim of being judged. And it, it, it just brings you unhappiness. It's just not a scenario that you're ever going to be happy and you always will be in constant conflict. Uh, and hiding who you really are from yourself and from others. And, it's, and then, then the only peace you get is some sort of individual moment fleeting victory but most of the time you look at the world through the filter of this is a world that is in constant conflict. It's, it's just not ever going to meet the standard and you're never going to be able to meet the standard. So do you feel that? You feel that sense of, of unease and dissatisfaction and never quite being good enough and never being loved. That's probably the core issue here. So. I know that's very brief, but we're going to look at what's the way out of this? How do we get out of this conflict uh, of between who we truly are and who we're pretending to be? And he says 
it's forgiveness. So he, here's the way to get into a, uh, the next level of consciousness, which is one that actually you can love yourself and love who you are without constantly striving to make it better, make yourself better. So first you realize that you have developed this trap for yourself, that you only get to be loved if you are a certain way. You only get to be loved if you meet the standard that you set. But if you want to live with more freedom, more personal freedom, coming in with the idea, I'm going to choose to live a life that has more expansion possible. That's also when you come to the sense of, I am worthy of my own love. I do not have to earn that love. So the, the forgiveness is the pathway to that freedom. And this is one thing I'm, we're going to practice in our uh, labyrinth exercise. Forgive me. I have used your words and actions against myself. And I will no longer use them to hurt myself again. So this is a judgment either you have judged yourself as not worthy, or you believe other people are judging you as not being worthy because you haven't lived up to the standard. And here's the key. I realize I've used these words and actions to get myself, but I'm no longer going to do that. I'm no longer going to hurt myself. So I'm going to uh, just talk about the labyrinth walk, but and once I do that, I'm going to come back to the screen so we can just talk for a few minutes before the labyrinth. But the idea is that um, we'll visualize a walk. And see, this is a labyrinth where you're walking in a circle and you're going closer and closer and closer to the center of the labyrinth. And this is a forgiveness walk. And so as I'll talking you in, and it's kind of like a meditation, you're going to meet whoever your high self brings forth, the people or the situations that you would like to forgive in your mind. And then the center point is for forgiving of yourself. So I'll let you remind you of these words, forgive me, I have used your words and actions against myself, and I will no longer use them to hurt myself. So let's look at each other for just a moment. Hi, everybody. We clear that screen off. And uh, you can unmute yourself or just wave your hand. Does anybody have questions or have a reaction or uh, something they'd like to say on this topic of having set up sort of a standard for yourself and what that was like for you? And, and did you get to a point of saying, this is, this is not a big enough life for me? And it's, uh, it's time for me to open the box up and love myself more. Anybody been on that journey? <laughs> uh, anything you could share about uh, what you've learned from it? I'd love to just hear a little bit. Uh, and you can just go like this, and that's how we'll know you've got something you can share. 
Alex Perlman. So, when I had been in science of mind for more than 10 years, I got used to hearing the messages about no complaining, no condemnation, and no comparison, and no criticism. I think Reverend Kathy Ann used to call those the four C's. And then uh, Susie Shadle pointed me to essential earnest. And I went deeper with that idea. And I, I, I really got a hit when I read the story of the prodigal son in the context of forgiveness of self and the spirit within us, formerly called the father spirit, but the spirit within us never seeks to condemn us. Whether we're the son or daughter who takes the, the, um, the, the inheritance early or whether we think we are precluded from taking our inheritance because it's not our time yet, which was the older brother's okay. side of the product so story. So, so that's, this that's really brought it into yeah, focus for me. That's right. That no condemnation really starts, it's an inside job. Mm, and mm. to be gentle with myself allows me to crack that open, to be gentle gotcha. for others. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know um, the basis upon which we're judging ourselves. And so it takes some reflection, some self-reflection to really understand, oh, I think I should be totally perfect all the time in this way. And when I'm not, suddenly I'm no longer lovable. You know, some version of that mm -hmm. uh, can be unconsciously happening. Uh, and, and you don't know why you feel so bad until suddenly, oh, that's what I'm doing to myself. <laughs> Anybody else has anything you want to say about this subject? I'll keep looking. Okay, so let me explain what we'll do next, which is this labyrinth idea. Now, because you know, this internal work, is, I find it so amazing. It's because our brains process information in a way that if we can visualize it, our brain begins to believe it is experiencing it. <laughs> and Zoom has a fantastic tool to uh, play with this tool of visualization. So here's the concept. Um, and this is apparently a Toltec way to use Labras. So as I said, it's a single path labyrinth. So it's not a labyrinth that has uh, blocks in it. It's if you just walk in a circle, in a spiral, going slowly and slowly more down to the center. You will get to the center. You're not going to be blocked. And the goal is, or the idea, sorry, is that you, as you enter the labyrinth, the idea is that you are entering a pathway or a journey of forgiveness, a journey of forgiveness of people or situations and ultimately yourself. So I'm going to be talking you through this, but as you walk through your own personal labyrinth, your high self will bring to you people, memories of people or situations that it will be, that it's time for you to forgive. And that's when you say the statement that I'll remind you of, uh, which is, I, uh, 
please forgive me, basically. And you keep doing this. We'll do this for a few moments, so you'll have a couple, two, three of those opportunities. And then end up in the center, where you'll be a mirror in your center, and you'll be able to do a forgiveness ritual to forgive yourself for anything you want to release and to totally accept uh, that you are 100% loved right now. And the Toltec, Toltec tradition is you are 100% loved because you are alive. And that's the only requirement <laughs> that there is for life to love you. Uh, so that is what we're going to do. We're do a little labyrinth walking. So anybody want to ask a question or say something before we begin? We'll do you know, five, five, seven minutes, something like that. Okay. And I'll just share the screen so you can see it. This is the wording that I'm going to be uh, working with. And let me just see, I'm, I'm sitting, looking for the, there it is, okay. I'm, there we go. So let's just take a deep breath in and release and close your eyes if that feels good for you. And let's just breathe in and release. Just know that you are entering into your own mind's eye and feeling yourself surrounded by the divine presence itself, the divine mind and the global heart. And so with each breath, in and out, you are breathing in that divine presence. So I just ask you to bring forth your wisdom self and, and just know that this divine wisdom is with you as your partner, as your co-creator, as you see a labyrinth in front of you. Your labyrinth can look any way you want. I love labyrinths that are in nature, in grassy areas with beautiful trees around them, or maybe a view of the ocean, or a, a river, or a, a brook babbling in the background, whatever works for you. But play, see yourself at the beginning of this labyrinth walk, which is a spiral. And Ask yourself, am I willing to forgive and let go whatever it is the right moment for me? Is this the right moment to forgive? And if it is, let's begin walking the labyrinth. Because as you say yes by your own will, you are going to be able to engage with this walking of the labyrinth. So see yourself beginning to enter into the labyrinth and say to yourself, yes, I am ready to forgive and take responsibility for my own will. Yes, I am ready to forgive. 
Imagine that the labyrinth that you're walking through is a map or a road of your past that leads you to this present moment of your life. So with every turn or every curve in the circle of your labyrinth, envision a moment, a person, or a belief that you have used in some way to domesticate yourself, to make yourself smaller, to be acceptable to yourself or to other people. So let that person, for example, enter into your mind and become aware of how their words have contributed to your not feeling worthy of love that you, you, you were trying to earn love or acceptance or success or something from the outside from this person or this situation. And as that becomes clear in your mind, simply say of your form of this, Forgive me, I have used your words and actions against me, and I will no longer use them to hurt myself again. So your form of forgive me, I have used your words and actions against myself, and I will no longer hurt myself again this way. And as you have completed your statement of forgiveness, then it's also important to remember that you had a part in this, that you accepted the reality of that belief, that you somehow were not good enough or were being judged. And so it's in your power to say, I will no longer do that. not allowing the words or actions of other people to hurt you. You're saying no. And forgiveness helps you release the burden, release the weight, release the pain of whatever was in that situation or that exchange. Until now, take another step and another curve around the labyrinth until a different person or situation comes into mind. And do the same thing, the same forgiveness sentence. Forgive me, I have used your words and actions against myself. And I will no longer do this. And keep walking. As you meet a new or a new person or a new memory comes into mind, forgive yourself. Forgive them. 
till you find yourself at the very center of your labyrinth. Standing at the very center of your labyrinth, and you see that there is a mirror in the center. And to look into that mirror and see your own reflection. And when you're ready, repeat these words. Forgive me, I have used your words most of all to go against myself. And I will no longer use them to hurt myself again. You are forgiving yourself. You are worthy of your own forgiveness as much as you are worthy of your own love. You can let go of any past situation, any past judgment of yourself. The only thing that exists is this present moment. You can let go of that past now as you forgive yourself. You can expand the life you are living. You can be in the present moment that you are alive and you are loved. You are worthy of your own love. And as you breathe that in, that you are 100% totally loved in this moment, turn now and walk out of your labyrinth, walking as someone who knows they are completely loved and lovable. And as you Complete each turn around the labyrinth. Just know that you are totally forgiven and totally loved. And so now let's just take a deep breath in together, breathing in and releasing. We'll do that two more times, breathing in and releasing. And one more time, breathing in and releasing. Hmm. And as you feel ready, just open your eyes, move your body a little bit, stretch. Stretch.